Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast. My name is Cameron Sweer, and I am one half of the podcast. And my name is Jenna Berglund, and I am the other half of the podcast. And today we have a very special <laughs> guest episode for you guys. Um, we brought on Maddie Maher. Uh, for those of you that like grew up in Gettysburg or from small town, you might also know her as Maddie Auberly. I'm hope I'm saying her name right name right right. yeah Yeah, um and she recently you guys gave birth to twins she's mine and jenna's age and i actually first met this is really weird but i like first met maddie at camp even though she grew up in mowbridge yeah i met her at camp and we became friends there and then um kind of like stayed in touch with her we just like say hi and stuff like that um, but yeah, she graduated from Mobridge, grew up in Mobridge, and now she lives in Timberlake. So for those of you that are from Gettysburg area or small town South Dakota, that might help you kind of understand where she's from. Um, I feel like I first met Abby. 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 Sorry, <laughs> I was just messaging Abby. I feel like I first met Maddie when, do you remember when their church or youth group or whatever used to put on those like shows and there oh, would be yeah. like a bunch of skits and I have this very vivid memory of her when she was like up and they were all dressed in black but they had these like white gloves yeah and then they had the blue light so the gloves would be like glowing yes and I everything else would be black right but you'd and see I the rem- gloves yeah but yeah. you see the gloves and i remember she was barefoot and she had on neon toenail polish oh so, you so saw it was that? all these white gloves and then maddie's toes <laughs> that's hilarious um but yeah you guys today was such a good episode she just talks about um the whole process of being pregnant with twins finding out they're having twins um pretty much the whole process of like them getting pregnant like just how just shares everything literally like everything she talks about what it's like now if anyone helps her what her plan is um yeah so so good i was like so into it like time went by and i was like literally it's been like 30 minutes what like and she was such she was such a joy to have on you guys she's so easy to talk to and just very open and um just candid about and super genuine yeah, yeah totally yeah um so we're not gonna take up any more of our time or your guys' time because this episode is so good. So we're going to go ahead and hop into it. All right. Welcome to the pod, Maddie. We are so excited to have you on. I know you've been a longtime listener, supporter. We love um, getting your feedback on the gram and all that good stuff. Um, And we're just so excited to have you on to talk about your story a little bit and just what who you are, what you're about now, being a new mom and everything. But um, before we get into all that, why don't you just give us a little one minute bio, let us know who you are, where you came from, all that good jazz. Sounds good. First of all, thanks for having me. I'm so jacked. Um, Okay, so I graduated high school in Mulberry, South Dakota. That's where I was raised. And I feel like I can't tell a bio and tell my story without going back to when I met my husband for the first time. So I met Sean in eighth grade and we started dating um, when we were juniors in high school. I, at that time, was trying to decide what I wanted to do after high school and I wasn't really sure, but I've always just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so that was in the back of my head when deciding what I was going to do next. I ended up going, moving to Sioux Falls and going to cosmetology school there. And... I also started photography at about that time. So I went to cosmetology school, started a photography business, and I continue to do the photography. I've kind of paused on the cosmetology for now because I'm a little busy. But (laughs) so anyway, um, finished that, and Sean and I got married in 2019, and we live in Timberlake, South Dakota now, where we live with our two babies. 
Oh, oh cute. Awesome. It's uh, so crazy to even say still. Sometimes we both go, like, we look at them at nighttime when they're in their little bassinet and go, there's two of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That is so funny. Okay. Um, what is your favorite? Well, first off, do you like coffee? I was thinking about this and um, I do like coffee, but a lot of times I skip the coffee because I need my afternoon caffeine. I have to have a pop. So a lot of times I skip coffee, but I do get it every now and then. And Timberlake has a super cute coffee shop actually. So yeah, I do drink. I just get like those sweet little fraps. Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So like, what's your favorite drink then? Not coffee related. A pop? <laughs> yeah. The hardcore Coca-Cola. The hardcore Coca-Cola. That's funny. Coke would, if I had to pick a pop, like, that would be my favorite, too. Really? That's so funny. Do you have one? Well, mine would probably be, like, Diet Coke or Sprite. Sometimes, like, Sprite Sprite just, like, hits, man. It's just, like, it's the elixir of life sometimes. It's like childhood. Yeah, that's that's what (laughs) I think. Like, when your parents were like, we don't want you to have caffeine, they're Uh like, here, drink this, like, sour water, pretty much. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) Now that we know what you like to sip on and a little background, we're just um, going to jump into your story. So tell us a little bit. Well, tell us everything. Tell us everything. Tell us how you got to having two babies. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I know I briefly touched on Sean and I getting married in 2019, but I'm going to go back because that's kind of where it all starts. Um, we both were getting married with the intentions of wanting a baby right away. That was, or not even necessarily right away, but kind of soonish. You know, we, we weren't, um, what's the word? Preventing it. We weren't okay. preventing yeah. having a baby right away. And so we kind of just thought it would happen right away. And so we got married in June of 2019. And actually, this is going to sound, I'm, I'm going to sound real crazy here. But in July of 2019, I actually bought a little outfit that said daddy's best friend so I could tell Sean um you know I just want to be prepared (laughs) yeah why not in a row you know like I was like I got this (laughs) and didn't get pregnant in July didn't get pregnant in 2019 and then we got to 2020 and it was the beginning of COVID in March of 2020 and we were still just being so impatient and all that and so in april of 2020 sean said well how about you just make an appointment just to make sure everything's fine yeah and so i called to make an appointment it was actually i just made an appointment for like my yearly women's check and i figured i would just mention it to them then and so the day of my appointment i called to double check on the time and the lady was like um, we don't have an appointment for you. And I was like, listen, lady, I made this appointment two months ago. Like, I have to come. Yeah. You know? And she's like, well, I guess we could get you in in about an hour and a half. Well, we live about 120 miles away from Bismarck. So I was like, perfect. Sean and I got in the car and we were booking it to Bismarck. And so um, I went to the appointment and I just talked to her about some of the, like, some of the things. And she decided that we would just start with some some of the beginning test things and anything I, I learned anything in the medical takes a long, long time. It's just like a process, everything. And so we really didn't get to the end of our test until August, which showed nothing. I was perfect. Sean was perfect. Everything <laughs> was great. So 
we were like, all right, it's just not the Lord's timing yet. We'll just keep waiting on him. She said that there were a couple things we could do in the meantime if we wanted. And so we prayed about that and we're just going to wait and listen for what the Lord wanted for us. And so, and I'm going to fast forward here, but if anyone wants to know, they can message me or whatever. And I'll go into more depth about some of the things we did, just like some natural things, okay. some supplemental things, all those things. I don't want to, it's like, but <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> and so then, um, I have to talk about this part because this is my favorite part in all of it. Okay. So it's probably in August or September. I was already sleeping one night. And Sean comes running into the bedroom and he was like, Madison, do you hear that? And I'm such a hard sleeper. I was like, what, what are you talking about? You know, I don't know what's going on. And there was a song playing on the Alexa, but I just didn't even, I was like, all right, sounds cool. You know, go back to bed. And then the next morning he was like, Madison, you didn't even acknowledge what I was saying to you last night. I was like, what? He said, I was sitting out in the living room by myself on my phone and the Alexa just started playing loudly. And I was like, well, what was it playing? And he couldn't tell me the name of the song. And I was like, now I'm, I'm dying to know. Like the Alexa just randomly started to play. So I started playing some songs for him that I have on a playlist in my Amazon music account or whatever. And he was like, that's it. That's the one. And it was, um, I have this hope. I think it's 10th Avenue North. Mm -hmm. Maybe. You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what song you're talking about. I don't know if it's 10th Avenue North, but I know what song you're talking about. I'm not singing it for you because... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so literally in the middle of the night at 11 or 12, whatever it was, our Alexa just started loudly playing the song I have this hope and I said to Sean I'm like I don't think the Lord's ever spoke that clearly to me you know kind of jealous yeah right (laughs) like that was straight up the Lord and so I was like Sean I think that's just his way of like saying like we don't like let's not worry it's gonna happen whatever and then in September it came didn't happen October, I remember getting on my phone one day and seeing like five pregnancy announcements. I was like, wow, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like so excited for all of you. Yes. Um, I even texted my mom, like how many pregnancy announcements can I seriously see in one day on Facebook? (laughs) Then it was the day before Halloween. I was a week late and I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And I bawled and bawled and bawled Aww. and then actually realized that it was positive. You know, like it was, yeah, I just right. believe that disbelief. And so I set up an ultrasound appointment and that's when things really got <laughs> So we went a couple weeks later. I don't even know how far along I would have been at the time, seven or eight weeks whatever it is. Yeah. We went to the ultrasound appointment and she put all the gel on, you know, whatever, got ready for it. And I had never seen an ultrasound before. And I always tell people, you do not, I did not have to be, or you don't have to be, what's the word? I don't know. No dummy. Because it was clear as day, like two. There was two. Okay. Sean and I both, we just looked at each other. Oh no. And I'm Sean started laughing right away, and I was like, kind of like, hold it together. They're going to think we're too immature for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing we can do about it now. It's happening, but like, 
times. I don't know. I So like you just, not like you didn't even have a thought in your mind that it could be two. No. No, like I at that point I was actually like I went into that ultrasound with so many fears of it like not being in the uterus, you know, like not being, like something like, wrong. Yes, like not being nestled in where it needed to be, you know, or whatever, anything out there. So it has to, everything has to go just perfect. Mm -hmm. But right. I had so many fears going into that ultrasound that something just wasn't going to be quite right, right or whatever. And so, oh my goodness, it was like shock. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I still like look back at that day. Sean and I actually, he sent me a picture the other day and it was, I was laying on like the little ultrasound bed table thing. And it was like right before we found out. And I was like, that was seriously right before. I mean, everything changed when we found out we were pregnant, but everything really changed when we found out that there were two. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and my mom and grandma happened to be in Bismarck that day. And so they asked if we wanted to get lunch right after the appointment. And so we said, sure, you know, and no one knew that we were even pregnant yet. We weren't going to tell anyone until around Christmas. And this was middle of November. And so we went to lunch and Sean kept cracking the two for one jokes. And I'm like, shut up. Oh my gosh. I can't remember exactly what some of the ones he said, but I was like, you're being so obvious. That's so funny. So your mom didn't even know at this point? No, okay. my mom had no idea that we were pregnant. But after the ultrasound, we did decide, or Sean said, well, do you think we should tell our parents now? And I was like, we need all the prayer we can get. <laughs> Definitely. That's we need some people, like, storming the gates of heaven for us. Like, good yeah. gravy. Yeah, praying that the whole pregnancy, that babies would be healthy, and just, you know, for everything. And so we told um, my parents that night, and then we told his parents and his sister that night, too. Oh, okay. Wow, that's awesome. Were they, like, shocked? Oh, I have a video I put together. I recorded everyone. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. We started with just like the one, like we would give them like a gift that said, you know. Oh, oh my goodness. We'd be like, okay, here's another present. And then we'd have our moms open up the ultrasound and they were like, shut up. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's so funny. So do twins run in the family anywhere? Um, actually on both sides they do. And I don't know, cause some people say like, oh, it's just the mom's side and oh, it's just the dad's side. And even my doctor was like, honestly, I'm not even really sure, but Sean's grandpa and my grandpa both have twin brothers. Oh, oh. So, like they're not twins, but they're brothers. Like they have, which I thought was interesting too, because we had two boys. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, so cool. Did you think it was going to be two boys or what was your thought? Oh my, so we didn't find out what they were. I we knew that. Yeah. We wanted it to be a surprise. I thought my first guess was boy, girl, and then girl, girl, and then boy, boy. Like that was my last. <laughs> what my you got last. was your last guess. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. We have a bunch of questions about like everything, ev like the whole, like giving birth process, <laughs> just <laughs> everything. Okay. Um, so why were you okay if, for anyone that followed your story along like on instagram why were you admitted into the hospital so early okay yeah so i'll well fast forward a little bit i think it was my 20-week appointment like the anatomy scan okay. and all of that um when i went to my 20-week ultrasound babies were growing great and all of that they noticed that um i had placenta previa which is like when your placenta is over the cervix which is a fairly common thing. Mm -hmm. They just monitor it regularly. And most of the times, if it 
a lot of times it'll move because as your belly starts to stretch, the placenta moves away from um, the cervix, which mine actually did end up moving. But on top of placenta previa, I had uh, a previa. I never know if I should say I have or my baby A had, but all the nurses and doctors out there are probably going to cringe as I try to explain this, but it's okay. Yeah. Like the best that I understood was, I don't know if you've ever seen like in birth videos or whatever, but the baby's umbilical cord when it gets cut, there's like all that white gunk around it. Yes. And that protects the blood vessels. So part of my baby A's umbilical cord didn't have that. So it was just like free floating blood vessels. And that was also over the cervix. So the way I understood it is if my water broke, the pressure of that over the cervix would basically, I think, make the blood vessels like break them or pop them. I I don't know. My doctor told me that if that were to happen, we'd probably have 10 minutes to save myself and the baby. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I get both babies, but anyway. And so that is why I was in the hospital so early. So that was at my 20-week appointment, and they said probably by 30 weeks you'll have to be hospitalized. And then at my 24-week ultrasound, it wasn't looking really any better. And they said, when you come for your 28-week appointment, I'd have your bags packed. And I said, okay, sounds good. You know, because we live 120 miles away from Bismarck. We live 40 miles away from Mulbridge. So that's seriously like, I'm not getting anywhere in 10 minutes. Yeah. No, right. And and so um, at my 28 week appointment, the maternal fetal medicine doctor, she actually wasn't there, but she looked at my scans for my ultrasound and she thought that I'd be okay to go home until 30 weeks. But I was just too scared. Yeah, I, just, I would have been. Yeah, it was. I, it was a lot, and I not that I wanted to live in the hospital or stay in the hospital because that surely wasn't fun either. But I just felt so nervous going back home and then going to work. You know, being on my feet all day and just I just didn't want anything to happen. I was terrified, and so um, we made the decision together that. I would just be hospitalized that night. And she actually said, I've never had a mom so willing to go into the hospital. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I don't know. It just seemed like the right thing, you know? And yeah. Scared. No. And so, um, yeah, I went to, she's, my doctor said, why don't you guys go out, get one last supper, you know, before you come back and then come back later this evening and, We'll get you admitted and all that. So Sean and I went at supper and then we came back to the hospital and we were both. It was just not what we expected, but I don't know what I was expecting when I was going to have to live in the hospital for so long, but it just felt so unhomey when we got there that night. The lady that was coming, I or the lady that was there when I came, I don't think she knew what I was coming for. Like, I think she thought I was there like in labor. So she's like, get this hospital gown on which my doctor told me I'd be able to wear my my own clothes the whole time, you know? So, like, I'm panicking, thinking, oh, my goodness, this is going to be so long. And then once the nurse actually came in and got me hooked up to the monitors and all that, she made it – she just made it a lot better. And then I felt better staying because, obviously, I didn't want Sean to have to stay in the hospital with me for so long. So right. I told him he, – he stayed in Bismarck, but not the hospital. Oh, okay. So he did he stay in Bismarck the whole time you were in the hospital? 
Yeah, he actually got a job at Buffalo Wild Wings and served, and he loved it. No way! So he got a job while you were staying in Bismarck? What? So, yeah, because we were there. I got admitted in the hospital on April 13th, and we didn't come home until June 15th. So, yeah, he lived up there for about the two months, or for the whole two months, and just worked while I was in the hospital. Okay, that's, that's hilarious. Crazy. That is so funny. That is so funny. Did, so, I just want to know, I want Sean to get on here and just be like, and tell us how that interview went, because did he, did he just sit there and was like, so, I'm only going to be working here until, like, my wife gives, like, birth, like, can we work something out? Yeah, what did he do? Yeah, he was kind of like, he kind of didn't want to, like be straight up like yeah this is only going to be two months you know because he's like no one's going to want to hire me for two months so but he told them like our scenario and all that and they um they were fine and he loved b-dubs and they loved him so it actually worked out really great it's funny because he would come back from a shift and he would be like yeah these people left me you know extra money on my for my tip and like wrote like congrats on the twins or whatever i was like you're just milking our story you're that is that's so funny that was a good move on his that part, was though. a good move yeah Seriously, i mean i don't know but they pay or he got tips so well so it was he didn't when we came back home he actually didn't have to get a summer job the rest of the summer because wow. yeah that's crazy that's hilarious that he did that, that. Is hilarious that's funny because a lot of people don't know that i never posted that on my instagram so a lot of people don't <laughs> I was wondering where he was after all that. I'm like, is he stay? Is it, did he go home? Like, that's a long time. Right. Yeah, that is a really long time. Did he just like rent out an Airbnb or stay with friends or what? Yeah, we have um, friends that live there. Quite a few. He actually had like he got a, a pretty good selection of people to pick from. So. Oh well, that's nice at least. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was good, and he enjoyed beat ups. So that's awesome. Oh, I love gosh. that so much. Um, okay, so you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what was your entire stay like? Like, did you feel like you were going to die of boredom? I mean, it was long. I will say, okay, so I got admitted on April 13th, and the twins were born May 12th, and we came home June 15th. So about a month before, and then it was five weeks after they were born that we were there. And as boring as it was just laying there before they were born... I knew that it was best for me and the babies to be there. It wasn't like I was doing it for myself. So it was kind of easy, actually. I mean, wow. it was very boring. But the days didn't go as slow as I expected them to go. But it was easier just me being there before they were born than after. The NICU was not easy, not fun, yeah, hard. And so... I wish that I could have kept them in a little longer just so we would have had less NICU time because yeah. it didn't matter how bored I was. I would have, I would have stayed there for however many more weeks. So, right. Right. Um, a lot of, um, a lot of new things. I really wanted to crochet because I wanted to crochet them beanies. I don't, I can't even explain how many times I started a little beanie and had to take it out and start over. I was like, all right, I'm not a crocheter. That's what it is. <laughs> just can't do it. Just can't nope. do it. I tried a lot of times. That's really funny. Okay, so we had a couple of submitted questions, and I feel like they'd just be really sad if we didn't ask them. Yeah. So um, one person said, who was your saving grace while you were in the hospital? Do you know who it was? Well, there's only – so because COVID, I could only have so many people come see me. Oh, okay. And so I'm 100% certain I know who this is because, well, 
A, Sean doesn't have Instagram, and so I know it's not him. And the only other person that came and brought me food as often as she did was my friend Alyssa, and so I'm sure it had to be her. Yeah, yeah, so her, good job. Yeah. No, she, you guys, seriously, well, between her and Sean, and my mom, when she was up, up there, mother, she came. Oh. Hospital food sucks. That was the worst part. <laughs> Eating hospital food. Oh man, I bet. So, I bet. It was so bad, and so I had them bring me food for a lot of meals. That's oh good. my gosh! Still never be able to repay her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay, and then or were you gonna ask the other one? Oh yeah, I uh, sure can. Um, do you miss your nurse, Marilyn? <laughs> Absolutely actually one of our um NICU nurses and it was really fun because she's from Timberlake so oh. I had never met her prior to this but Sean knows her like she grew up not even a mile from Sean's house you know that's and awesome so, um I could have some visitors when I was um just in the labor and delivery waiting but once the babies are born I couldn't oh. it was just me and Sean that could be in the NICU so it was kind of fun that someone we knew got to meet them because right. we just wanted so for our families to meet them and all that so and she actually had them as patients the first weekend that they were born for like the whole weekend so she did their first baths and all that Aww. so it was so oh that is so so special oh my goodness I have a list of like all the nurses I needed to give shout outs to but I don't want to forget anyone because I seriously had so many great nurses they made it in in both sections my labor and delivery nurses that were there with me for four weeks prior and then my NICU nurses they were all great. So that's amazing. I love that. Okay. We're going to get more into like the whole like birthing story and all that stuff now. So did you have a C-section or did you do vaginal birth? So because of the placenta previa and vasa previa, I couldn't deliver naturally because they would have had to break my water and all that. And that couldn't happen. Yeah. And so um, I had to have a C-section. Uh, it would have been the night before. So when I was in the hospital, they would monitor me four times a day. So they would monitor me at 8 a.m., 2 p.m., 8 p.m., and then they would wake me up at 2 a.m. to put the monitors on. And then just to make sure that the baby's heart rates and all that were okay. And so uh, the evening of May 11th, I it was right before my 8 p.m. monitoring, I kind of started to feel like some stronger contractions, that, that stronger than I had been feeling. And so I let my nurse know and she said, okay, we, I will, I'm going to call Dr. Miller and let her know. And the one thing I remember about this in particular was Sean was supposed to be, Sean was supposed to be bringing me Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. And she said, so she called Dr. Miller and came back in and, and she said, Dr. Miller just doesn't want you to eat, eat before we monitor these babies. So when Sean brings your food, just don't eat it yet. And I was like, are you kidding me? But then I was also nervous because I'm like, okay, if Dr. Miller doesn't want me to eat, she's thinking this is serious because you can't eat before a C-section. So right. she's thinking that this might happen soon. Oh, right. So I'm nervous. And um, Dr. Miller got there and she was in with another patient, but told the nurse to start running some fluids to see if I was just dehydrated because contractions get worse if you're dehydrated. And so my contractions... They wanted them at least 10 minutes apart. And at that time, they were about two minutes apart. By 2 a.m., I think it was, they got them 10 minutes apart again. So they took me off the monitor and I got to eat. <laughs> got to, you, then, Texas Roadhouse? Yeah, I finally got to eat. Good. 
Sean and I at the time, I remember thinking like, I told Sean like, they don't want me to eat this. This could be it. And he was kind of starting to panic, you know, whatever. And then things started to get better before 2 a.m. I guess, but at 2 a.m. the monitors got to come off. So I think about 10 p.m. we realized like, okay, it's not happening tonight. And then the next morning I woke up for my 8 a.m. monitoring and I didn't feel anything. I was like, oh, they're like, they weren't even 10 minutes apart. They, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't having them. And my nurse was a little late. She came in at about 8.30 a.m. and said, or asked how I was doing. I said, great, they're gone. They're all gone. I haven't had a contraction since I woke up at eight. And she's like, oh, that's great, you know? And she put the monitors on. And then she left for a little bit and she came back. She's like, are you feeling those? I was like, yeah, I kind of am. She said, yeah, they're about every two minutes again. Mm. I was like, are you serious? Like (laughs) for 30 minutes, I feel like I didn't even have one. And now they're every two minutes. So she said she was going to call Dr. Miller and see what Dr. Miller thought. And a little bit later, maybe around 10, Dr. Miller came in. And she said, all right. And oh, sorry. In this, in the meantime, I called Sean and I said, it's looking a little rocky again. You might want to get. And he said, seriously? I said, yeah. And so, oh, and he had a beat up shift that day. (laughs) (laughs) So he's texting his manager like, hey, today might be the day I'm not going to make it in. Sorry. And all that. So he comes in his beat up shirt (laughs) in case go to a shift. And Dr. Miller comes in to talk to us at about 10 a.m. And she said, all right, so here is what we could do. We could take you in for a C-section now. It's a little earlier than we were expecting because uh, I was 32 weeks and three days at this point, And they were hoping that I was going to make it to 34. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's a little earlier than we were expecting. But if we go in a day, Sean can come with you. Um, you can be awake for it. You know, the babies might need a little more NICU time, but generally 32 weekers do fine. She said, or we can wait, keep letting you contract. And then it might turn into an emergency scenario where you have to be put under. Sean won't be able to be there. And it's like a rush, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I felt like the uh, obvious decision, I mean, we trusted our doctor and I felt like the obvious decision was like, all right, let's go. Let's just go now. So this was about 10 or so. The anesthesiologist was in by 10, 15, not help having me sign papers because he has to give like the spinal block thing, whatever. Mm. I don't know if that's what it's called. but And then um, um, at about 10, 20, I was scrubbing myself for surgery and the babies were born at 10, 43. Wow. So it happened quick once we decided that's what we were going to do. I mean, they were... They were all ready to go. And so, yeah, I had a C-section. I don't know if, I don't know how much detail anybody wants about the C-section. I don't know if there's any questions about it, but I was terrified for a C-section. I was going to say, I want to know. Okay, I do. I want to know myself because I was going to ask you if you didn't get into it. Um, So you're awake for it. Yeah. That freaks me out. Yeah. So it's pretty much kind of just like an epidural, but a little different because when you have an epidural, you the IV stays in your back so they can keep giving you more as you need it. But when you have a C-section, they know how long you need to be numb for, so they right. just give it in shot form. Okay. And that's the way I understood it. Again, doctors and nurses are probably cringing, and I'm probably going to have a lot of nurses that want to listen to this, or maybe not. But, <laughs> um, 
Okay, so it's kind of like an epidural, but it doesn't stay in your back. So that, do they just know how much to give you and they just like shoot you up so you're numb? Yep, pretty much. And it's <sighs> so wild. Okay, so Sean can't be in for that while you're getting that. I don't know why, but he can't. And so I was really nervous to get that. But honestly, I can't say enough good things about my doctor. She is seriously incredible. I was sitting on the table, get like punched over getting that in my spine uh, or wherever it, I think it's there and <laughs> and she was literally like just holding me and at that time she was saying like my final guess is it's going to be two girls you know and just talking me through it and all of that and so they give it to you and then they lay you back on the table and you instantly start to feel your legs going tingly <gasps> oh my god oh. that's weird and then they also I don't know like I said, I don't know how much info you want on the C-section, but something I didn't know was going to happen until a couple weeks leading up that I was terrified for was you have to get a catheter. <gasps> oh, that makes sense because you can't, you can't feel it. Yeah, and you have to, I guess, if you get an epidural too. I didn't know that. I didn't know yet. Anyway, oh. so I was so terrified for that. And I just remember the nurse was always laughing at me because I'd always tell them how scared I was. And so when I was done, they're like, how was that catheter? I was like, yep, you're right. You're completely numb. You don't even know what's there. At that point, you're like, just get these babies out. I'm so excited to meet them. Yeah. So just if anyone else is as terrified for the catheter as I was, you will survive. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. No, I like part of me just want, I've thought about that before. And like, part of me just wants to go all natural. So I don't have to get a catheter. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It all freaks me and out. And that needle on your back wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but it also wasn't enjoyable. Okay. Ugh. Okay. I can uh. imagine. So when you had them, were you able to hold them right away or did they have to take them away? So right away when they first pulled them out, I got, they like held them over the curtain and I got to see them. And then they took them into this room that was right off the um, OR. And, and Sean got to go back in there. So Sean got to go with them in there. And that's where they just made sure since they were so preemie, the NICU team was in there. And so they just made sure that their oxygen was okay. And all of those things. And then they weren't in there very long. It was while they were closing me up, they brought them back out to me and I did get to see them for a little bit. I got to give them some kisses um, before they took them up to the NICU. Hmm. But the whole C-section, it went so quick like by the time they finally brought Sean and Sean Jolton was like they were like already cutting by the time I got in there like they just go so fast and that was another thing too you know in the movies your husband always sits right next to you and yeah you know all that and Sean was like so into it he was like he stood for the whole thing was watching it he wa- wait did he watch them cut you yes <gasps> no way Okay. I seriously think he thought he could just take a scalpel and do it himself. I was like, <laughs> oh, he jokes that he could. Oh my gosh! And he oh and it didn't like gross him out or freak him out. I could not watch that happen to anybody. Like I no. And he said he's like, I could have probably ate while I watched it. I was like, you're so just weird. entertaining. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be that laxed about relaxed about it, but I think it would be fascinating to actually see. But okay, how is that? How did you mentally process that? Because I feel like. Like, even when I just got my wisdom teeth out, I'm like, knock me the F out. I do not want to be any kind of conscious for it. Like, I don't even yeah. want the laughing gas. Didn't that like, freak you out that you're being cut into while you're awake? While you were awake, yeah. Um, 
you know, not really. I don't know if I just had so many other things on my mind that that really wasn't one of the things I was thinking about. I don't know. Yeah. I was just so excited to find out what they were. I was like so excited to meet them. Yeah. I just wanted them to be healthy. And you literally can't feel anything. Like yeah. you can feel, I don't know. And even when people are like, you can, at one point they're like, all right, it's going to be a lot of pressure here. You know, as they were like trying to, wow, I felt like uh, I couldn't feel it, but it seemed like they were like digging around and they're trying to get both of them, you know? And digging um, around. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't even that bad. The worst part is before they closed me up, they had to like really push on my stomach really, really, really hard. And I could feel a little pressure there, but other than that, it was not bad. And wow. like I said, the whole crew at Sanford were so amazing. They walked me through everything, told me what they were doing, told me when things might feel pressure when, you know, it was, I was bawling as they were born. I was like, is it normal to cry this much? They were like, yes. <laughs> and I just felt so appreciative to all of them. Like it just went so smooth. The doctor was amazing. The NICU team was great. I got to see my babies right away or kind of right away, which I wasn't sure if I was going to get to. And so I just, I just felt so grateful and I just couldn't help but let the tears run. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and I'm sure your, all your hormones are going crazy at that point in time yeah. too. So just everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Sean wild. at one point was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I don't know, I guess another thing with a C-section is like you shake. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I, I remember the babies were already out and I was laying there and they were just closing me up and like my arms were just kind of shaking. I don't know if I felt That's cold. so I really interesting. That is interesting. Anything, shivering. And Sean like asked the anesthesiologist that was behind me, like, is she okay? Like, is this normal? And he said that was also really normal. I wonder if it's like your body mm -hmm. going, cause like you shake when you go into shock. Like that's um is that something that happens like like after my accident I'm like I can't stop shaking like what's wrong with me and they're like that's your body going into shock like you're in shock and I'm like oh okay cool whatever makes sense so I almost wonder if that's like because me medical people let us know is that your body like being in shock from being awake during a major surgery right I mean it really could be even though I couldn't feel it like my body right. going through your body's know? still like something's not right She's, right I'm being cut into yeah yeah. <laughs> Someone told me like seven layers is what they cut into for <gasps> a C-section. You've got to stop. You've got to stop. <laughs> I can never have a C-section <laughs> ever. Cameron, any that oh that's wild. So like, do you have? Because I've heard people say that they have gotten it. So like, your scar is really small. Do you have like a huge scar down your stomach or just a little one? No, it is so little. Wow, so little. Like, I mean, I know you guys can see me, and the listeners can't see me, but like this I don't know how long that is just a couple inches it's so small which a couple I, inches. I don't know okay. if it's different because obviously my babies were very little yeah. so I don't know like yeah. if that makes a difference for but so small and it's healed so nicely it's it really was the whole c-section wasn't as bad as I was anticipating okay that's, you know, that's amazing that's actually really really good yeah that's good to know because c-sections like you were saying scare you like I'm terrified I am terrified yeah. I, I was most terrified for that stupid catheter. And then once I realized that I would have to have one with an epidural, I was like, okay, I just need to get over this. <laughs> <laughs> the catheter is Yeah, you're like, either way, I'm getting this. Well, oh, then funny. I was panicking about the catheter because obviously you can't get it out right away after a C-section because you're so sore after a C-section that they make sure you're able to get up and go to the bathroom on your oh. own before you can get it out. And I knew that I was going to be going up to the NICU 
before that because they wheel you up to the NICU hours later and I was like I'm gonna have a pee bag when I go up to see my babies and everyone's gonna see it and that's funny everyone's gonna see it you're all like you're so dramatic you're just worrying about your pee bag that's just really worrying about your pee bag that is so funny just like like hearing the certain things that like people are people, people are thinking about yeah. and like what like you're thinking about so I'm like I just feel like I don't know like what would you what would you be thinking about yeah. I don't know but I think that's so funny. Um, I mean, first and foremost, it was that my babies were healthy, and then it was right. that darn. Pee and then bag. it was the darn pee bag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, so you said you were in the NICU for five weeks. Yes, five weeks. One day shy of five weeks. One I day think. shy of five weeks. Okay. So do they feed them when they're in there then, or how does in that? In the NICU. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually have like a tube. This is the worst part about the NICU, hands down. All of, if any of the NICU nurses are listening, they they probably know me as that crazy mom that was psycho about the NG tubes. That's what I called them, and it's like a tube that goes up their nose and then down to their stomach, and mm. they feed them that way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So then after they are out of the NICU, like, can you like breastfeed them, or do you do like bottle, or how does that work? I started. Um, so they were born at 32 weeks and three days and the, all hospitals are a little different, but Sanford lets them start orally feeding once they reach the gestational age of 34 weeks. Okay. So about a week and a half later, we got to start trying to oral feed and I was pretty passionate about wanting to breastfeed. So I put them, um, straight to the breast right away. And I did that for, I think a week before I even let them have a bottle. And okay. one baby did really good on the breast and one not so good. So okay. it was just how it was. Yeah. Okay. So did you have to, this is like really, I don't know, getting more into it, but then did you have to like pump then before that? So you didn't lose the, like stop yeah. producing. Okay. Yeah. So I had, um, well, I was leaking like an insane amount before they were even born. Like enough that I could wear those cups and like catch it. And then I'd put it in syringes for like when they were first born. Wow. And so, yeah. So before I even went up to see them after my C-section, because I was still numb and they don't let you go until you can stand up to get in a wheelchair. And so I was in my um, recovery room. Sean was up in the NICU, but the lactation consultant came in and I, pumped right away and started getting some milk and syringes and then that's what they used up in the NICU oh. it's like you just put in a syringe and then they hook the syringe up to their little oh tube. that's oh, interesting okay. that's awesome though that they can use that like, yeah your that is mom. cool that is really really cool um yeah. how did you pick the twins names um okay so well we struggled with two boy names of course like we had names for boy girl well not really boy girl we had the girl name and then we had names for two girls but we both struggled with boy names so they really weren't named right away like we didn't know what they were going to be yeah and for those that don't know um my little baby a is duke kenneth and my baby b is stone charles and so a couple months before they were born i mentioned the name duke to sean and he he said that's a name for a golden retriever. I was okay. Like not even just a dog. That's a golden retriever's name. That's very funny. specific. Yes. And so I just kind of didn't bring it up again. And then a couple weeks before they were born, he started bringing Duke up that he really liked it. I was like, well, I don't want to name my kid a dog's name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, um, I really liked stone. And so Oh, well, baby, I feel like I'm a pun 
our we each got our favorite name. Okay. And I'm, I'm really interested. So like, I feel like Duke is like, kind of like, you know, a semi-normal name, but where did Stone come from? Like, what made you drawn to Stone? So I actually know just one Stone. He's from Mulbridge and he's a couple years younger than me, but so I knew of one and then I don't know any other one. So I like that it was unique. And right. then I, it really, what really drove the name home for me, if you want to call it, or if you want to say it that way, was Easter service at church. They, this year, they were talking about, like, most of the service was, like, the magnitude of the stone and how, and the whole resurrection, like, that's just a miracle in itself. You know, like, that the stone was rolled away right. because of how huge and Heavy, how yeah. much it had to have weighed and I was like man that is just such a strong name like stone and so I just really liked it and then we had tiny but mighty boy so we needed strong names I love oh, that that's really good yeah that is really good I love that I'm like I knew I knew there was gonna be a good story there I just knew <laughs> not yeah poor Duke he's gonna someday be like you just thought mine was a dog's name and you thought stones <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like he's got a cool name I know a dog <laughs> oh yeah. that's funny well, it's not both cute little cowboy names. They are. They are. They're definitely little little cowboy cowboy names. Yeah. Yeah. So is it looking like, are they having any complications at all now? Or like, will they have any in the future? Are they good and healthy and all that? No, that is one thing too. Praise Jesus. They, they got out of the NICU so quick and that, and I mean, it five weeks felt like forever, but they keep, they tell you that you can expect to go home by your due date, which was July 4th. And so we mm-hmm. came home June 15th. So a pretty <gasps> wow. big chunk of time before our due date. So they were so strong and so healthy and still they're, they're ahead of where they should be for their, their adjusted age, which would be right. their due date. Wow. That's crazy. That is really, that's really good. And so oh, many of the nurses reminded me how uncommon it was for twins to go home together in the NICU because there's usually a stronger one and all oh, that. But, right. And I was terrified of that because with COVID, once you, there, first of all, wasn't very many visitors to begin with. And then, like, just me and Sean. And then once one leaves, it can't come back in. And I did not want them to be separated. And I did not want to have to choose between them because I stayed in the NICU every single night from the time I got discharged from the hospital. Yeah. And so I did not want to have to pick which twin to be with. To go, so yeah. I was praying. I mean, we had a full full army of people praying that they would just be healthy and stay together. And as it looked like Stone was going to get to go home before Duke, like we were ready to take Stone home one it was going to be like the next day or whatever. And then he dropped his oxygen just low enough to have to stay for another five to seven days. And it ended up lining up and being perfect, and Duke got to go home with him. So, oh, that's cool. actually so sweet. I know, and that's when I say, like, when the Lord, His hands, like, was in our story completely. It's just like in so many things, He was there. And right. So I don't know. It's just do I they just feel so lucky. do they sleep together all the time, or how does that work? Yeah, they like to be right next to each other. If you lay them next to each other, they like turn their heads into each other. Oh. Um, I have a twin bassinet, so at night there's like a little divider, but they pretty much sleep right next to each oh, other. Oh, okay. That's cute. That is so cute. So like, they're just like obsessed with one another? Like, I want to know about their bond. <laughs> yes. Well, I feel like we're not seeing it. So my mom just asked me today, I think. She's like, do they like see each other? 
And I said, I don't know if they see each other, but I feel like they know that there's another, you know, like that, that there's another one of them. Yeah. Another if one. I, if one, yeah. If I lay one in bed and the other one's still in the living room and I haven't brought them in yet because they're a, either not sleeping or I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It's like the one that's in the bedroom, like can't fall asleep without the other one right there. Oh, like I feel like they right. know, and they're so patient. Like if I'm changing both their diapers before they get a bottle, the one that's not being changed just like lays there while I do the other one. Oh, it's just, I feel like they know. That's Aww, sweet. That is actually They're so just sweet. like, ah, oh, she's she's dealing with my my brother right now. Like, I just have to wait. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm excited to watch their bond more as they get bigger. Like, right. when they're sitting and they can actually see each other and all those That'll things. be really cute. That will be really, really cute. Um. Okay. That's so, does anyone help you take care of them throughout the day or do you do it all by yourself? Oh, yeah. I really want to know this. So, Sean is a teacher. And so, he actually had the whole summer since we've been home he's had the summer off so he's been home okay and then um his mom my mother-in-law lives in town and so she comes over quite a bit and stays you know for an hour or two and then my mom doesn't live far so she comes over quite a bit but recently I've been being left with them a lot more okay. <laughs> right away it was scary because I just felt like at any time they could both just lose it and then right. I'm like what do I do but you just do it yeah yeah you, you do it yeah. yeah that's okay. a that's a good way to say it I feel like I feel like that's with so many things in life you're like how is this how am I gonna do this yeah. how's it gonna work and then it comes and you're just like well now we just have to deal with it and you just do yeah whenever someone asks like how are you how are you doing all that I'm like you know honestly right now we're just trying to get to tomorrow I am yes. not worrying about anything except for today yeah exactly yeah. I'm sure you have to yeah I'm sure so so do they sleep at the same time for their naps like do you get to get have a break or is it like off um, so that's one thing I can say about the NICU too, is they keep them on a pretty good schedule. The, they, they ate every three hours in the NICU, whether they were sleeping or what they woke them up. And so when I came home, I pretty much kept the same thing, feeding them every three hours. Cause okay. I know a lot of moms, twin moms say, if you get them off the feeding schedule, that's all you do all day long is feed one or the other. Oh. So the same at night. If one wakes up to eat, I usually, I always wake the other to feed them then too. Okay. <laughs> They eat, they're on the same schedule for eating. For nap, some, it just depends. Okay, that okay. makes sense. I just, in my mind, like, having twins, like, terrifies me because I'm just thinking, like, one's going to be up while the other one's not. One's going to be hungry when the other one's not. And I'm, like, just going to be laying here, like, <laughs> bring the, like, bring the next one. Like, oh. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, it, yeah, we just, we survive. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Do you feel like exhausted? Um, the first, the first couple of weeks after bringing them home. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. I don't, I didn't know what I was expecting, but it was a lot. And now it's getting so much better. They sleep really great at night. It was not long after we had brought them home and my mom was staying with me and her staying at her house and to kind of help. And my alarm went off to get up and pump. And she came in and she's like, Madison, are you going to pump? And I was sitting up in bed with my hands like this. And sorry, you can't see me again. And I was like, I am pumping. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, you are. And oh, oh, sorry. You know, like I literally was just like so tired and delirious. I thought I was pumping. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I am so pumping. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. I think she even said that I said to her like, what are you staring at? That's hilarious. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it really is true though. Like, um, because I feel like pretty much everyone after they have a baby, they have like their mom and like their mother-in-law come for like the first like couple of weeks, month even. And it like, it, it takes a village, I feel, you know, like they're not kidding when they say that. So yeah, shout out to both of them because I couldn't have done it without them. And that, that was another thing too, that the NICU, I mean, I don't want to ever have a baby in the NICU again, but I can't imagine having a C-section and bringing twins home right away, like mm. recovering yourself yeah. and healing yourself on top of taking care of two babies. It was nice that when I came home, I felt great. I was practically healed. That's true. I mean, those first couple nights after my C-section, I could barely sit up in bed, yeah. you know, like yeah. I don't have to have someone help me sit up. And so I props to all those moms that bring babies home right after a C-section. I, I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, honestly. Um, okay, so will you continue to be stay-at-home mom or go back to work? Yes, I get to stay home. Yay! My, I know, my lifelong dream. <laughs> Jenna's been joking, too, that that's her lifelong dream. Honestly. I, I've got, I'm about there. I'm like, I'm about ready. I'm about ready to just be done. Jenna says, what do you say? I said, I'm done sponsoring myself. Yeah, I'm done sponsoring myself. I need a man. <laughs> Seriously. Like, Seriously. honestly. I just like daycare, the cost of daycare to send to, and then I wouldn't really be bringing a lot home after that. I was like, nope, not worth it. Right. Yeah. 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 Honestly. No, totally. Honestly, I, yeah, that whole, like, the cost of daycare is just astronomical. I hear a lot of people say where they're like, I barely, like, make anything. Make anything. Yeah, they're after. like, they're like after, after daycare, it's like, what are you bringing home? Like, $300? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's Seriously. crazy. Like, why? Like, you could just budget and then stay home with your kids for yeah. $300. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's crazy to me. Have there been any major emotional hurdles that you've had to work through that you weren't expecting? Um, honestly, ah, I don't know. I don't think so. I, some days are harder than others. And I have to remind myself sometimes like how bad I wanted it. And, but on, no, it's like, it's what I've always wanted. And so I, it, I feel so blessed. I'm just so yeah. happy I get to be a mom and do it. And so yeah, that makes it easier. So I don't think so. Yeah, That's no, good. that totally makes sense. Um, what's a piece of advice you'd give to a new or expecting mom? Oh, I don't even know if I have advice, honestly, because I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it one day at a time, like you said. <laughs> yes, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the next day. Just survive the day. <laughs> yes, totally. That is good. Um, okay, this, I didn't, like, have this question down, so I don't even know. But, like, one thing that makes me nervous about having kids is, like, how my relationship, like, with Brady or, like, your husband, sorry, excuse me, will, like, be impacted? Like, how have you felt, what has happened with yours and Sean's relationship? Has it grown? Is it hard? Because you don't have time for just each other, like. Yeah, that's one thing that I feel like has been one of the harder things and something that we still, and probably more myself, have to work on because I give to these little babies all day long. I give, give, give. And, and then at the end of the day, I feel like I don't have a lot left to give. Right. And then mm -hmm. but I know I still need to be giving to Sean, you know, like, yeah. And so he has been, been very patient. I'm so grateful for that, but it's something I have to remind myself, honestly, like at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I don't even really want to have a conversation, but he needs that. And we need that. Our relationship needs that. And so, 
Yeah, that's definitely a reminder. And I would say it's hard. I think as they get a little older, it'll get a little easier Mm -hmm. again. But yeah, the first couple weeks home, it was crazy. (laughs) And our, our relationship, our marriage definitely got put on like the back burner. Like, oh, when there's time for that, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you feel like you also have like grown stronger in a certain way too? Because you like created these little human beings together? Yeah. Yes, definitely. (laughs) That's what I said. Like at the beginning, like we look in the bath and at night and we just can't believe, well, A, that there's two and B, that they're ours. Yeah. I just think that that's like one of the coolest things of having a kid is it's half you and half like the person you love, you know? And there's nothing more fun than watching them be a dad either. You know, like when you like get to on and talks to them or yeah gives them kisses in the morning and kisses at night like it's just so sweet mm-hmm. yeah oh that's like so cute I'm looking forward to that someday um what okay what is a piece of advice you'd give to a NICU mama either still in the NICU or recently has left um advice to moms in the NICU that's another one like I feel like well praise and worship music definitely got me through I that um, I listened to it and I played it for the boys a lot because that's another thing about the NICU that I don't know if I said or not, but you can only um, hold them so much a day because they can't be overstimulated. They have to stay in their little isolates. And so there was a lot of times I couldn't hold them and, but I wanted them to know that I was there or whatever. And so I would play music for them every now and then. And it's still to this day, I don't know why, but one of the songs that I would play for them a lot was good, good father. Um, and still to this day, I feel like when I play that song, when they're like getting worked up, it calms them. That's crazy. Aww, that's really sweet. That is so, so sweet. I love so that. I call that our Nikki song, but um, so yeah, I would say still keeping your relationship with the Lord first as much as you can. And that helped immensely because like I said, our, our boys were very healthy and everything was better than I could have plan for myself and I know that there's only one person to thank for that and acknowledge you know like without him I don't know so yeah yeah well, that's, that's awesome. amazing if you don't have a relationship with the Lord maybe then it's a good time to final <laughs> <laughs> that's really yeah you have all the time in the world so come on people <laughs> seriously you're in there um okay what is your favorite part of being a mom so far well the boys have a new party trick and they're smiling. And I think that's my favorite. Like in the mornings, they like give me the biggest smiles or like if I come home from a photo shoot and I go over and start talking to them, they both just smile. And oh. Like, oh, my mom's back. Oh, that's really sweet. That's my fave so far. It's your fave so far. Um, Going back, I missed one here. What do you think is the biggest or most meaningful thing you've learned so far through this entire process? It can be literally anything. The biggest and most meaningful thing. Um, I, these are, these are so good. (laughs) I really want to hit the nail on the head too. So I want to make sure I, can you repeat it one more time? Yes. Um, uh, where did it even go? I don't even know. What do you think is the most biggest and meaningful thing you've learned so far? I feel like I've said it so many times, but um, I feel like I've grown so much closer in my relationship with the Lord through this because truly 
our whole experience and whatever. I was just thinking about this the other day is like he, his plan. And I knew this before we got pregnant and I just like, don't know why I couldn't accept it then because I was just being so impatient Mm -hmm. and whatever, but his whole plan is so much better than I could have even tried to plan for myself. Like I was blessed with two babies. And so, um, I think that like my relationship with the Lord has been just the best and obviously bringing home two of the cutest babies. The cutest. <laughs> You're not. I don't, even know if I, I don't even know if that answered the question, but if it didn't, I made up a new question. There yeah. Do you have a new answer? It works. No, I think it was it good. It works. Yeah. yeah, it was good. No, totally. So good. Wow. Well, I think we've covered just about everything. I know. I was looking at our questions because like I, the thing is, is we just wrote them down as we thought of them and it's like different order in the story you told so I'm like trying to see if there's anything else oh do you have any specific tips tricks advice whatever for twin moms in particular oh yeah those who are dealing with two little crazies so I have what's called a twin weagle carrier and it is hands down I don't know if I could get anything done without it they like both can fit in or both fit in there oh I think I saw a picture of that that was so cute it's my favorite twin product. Um, yeah, so that for sure. If there was a twin mom, I would say get that. And then also I know too, so many people before said like, when people offer to help, make sure you take it, whatever. And I felt like right away I was kind of like prideful, like I don't need help just because it's twin, you know, whatever. Yeah. But no, take that help. Girl, take that help. <laughs> because you're a better mom when you get to like, get a little break that's when true you, right yeah you can be better you can be better <laughs> literally so that i think covers just about all of our questions do you have anything else you want to add anything else you want to throw out this is your this is your time to time. talk to our audience time to shine no don't put me on the spot like that i can't think of anything <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, so much i want to say i could talk all day but um i don't think anything specific to the story or having twins. I think people are going to love this episode. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I'm also very excited. I do think that, or I think it's funny because there's been a couple times that when I've gone out either in Bismarck's or appointments or whatever, I see other twin moms. And I feel like we do this look, like we just give each other this look like, I see you. I know what you're going through. You know, like, <laughs> You're doing great. We just give each other that look. It's just like, like yeah, feel the like little sense of like camaraderie yeah. there a little bit. Yeah, like I know it. Like I know, I know. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, man. Well, all right. So obviously, you have an Instagram, cutest little Instagram. Do you want to tell our followers where they can find you, follow along with your story, your journey, your life? Yeah. So. The cutest pictures of the cutest babies are posted at, at Maddie Paw, um, M-E-D-Y-P-A. <laughs> and also the video of us telling our family um, uh, that we were having twins, which is, I mean, I'm obviously biased, but I think it's super cute. And a video from in, from the day they were born. A whole bunch of pictures. So I don't know if I can do this or not, if it will let me do a direct link to like an actual post, but I'll, in the show notes, I'll for sure like put Maddie down there so you guys can follow her and we'll see if I can do a direct link to the video. Yeah. 
I don't know if you can do that for sure. You might I'll be able to. I'll have to see. We'll mess around with it. Yeah. But um, regardless, we'll have her handle down in the description. And um, we'll also be posting some content for you guys on our own Instagram at Coffee and a Combo on Instagram. So Coffee and a Combo Podcast. Sorry, Coffee and a Combo Podcast on Instagram. But. Yes. Oh, my gosh, guys. Well, I have had so much fun. Yes. Seriously, Cameron mentioned a long time ago maybe being on it and so I was so excited then and then when you guys messaged me I was like yes I want to be on a podcast <laughs> yay oh this has been so fun is this yeah. has this been your only podcast you've ever been on Wow. Most people haven't been on a podcast, dude. Okay, Jenna well, asked, no. Jenna asked the last guest that, too. She's, like, a banker from Gettysburg, like, normal guy. She's like, have you ever been on a podcast before? Well, I don't know. Po- I feel like everyone has a podcast no. these days, so I'm, like, I'm just curious. I don't That's know. That's so funny. No, I feel so special getting to be on it, so thank you. Got yeah, it. well, thank thanks. you. Yeah, we, we love loved it. having you on. And for our listeners, thanks for listening to another episode, and we will see you next week. Well, hear us. Hear us. You'll you'll hear us. Hear us next week. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.